I keep a close watch on this heart of mine I keep my eyes wide open all the time I keep the ends out for the tie that binds Because you're mine I walk the line Walk the line, do the line, baby That's what I'm saying You gotta do the line, Johnny Cash I keep a, a close watch on my heart all the time No, I do not I have no heart and uh, that's that's fine. Dating is fun. It's four o'clock. It's four o'clock. We have some comedians in the house and uh, just some nice followers of comedy just hanging out, chilling in the station. Uh, we could podcast. We don't have to. We can listen to Johnny Cash. We can do whatever. Um, yeah, there's a microphone on stage if you want to grab it. You don't have to or you could. Looks like uh, Shelby Wilson's in the house. She wants to write jokes and uh, yeah, write new new material. Rob Edwards is here. He just had a great show at Atlas Cafe, doing all the, doing all the new jokes, making the, making the people uncomfortable. I love that that new little people joke. See, I can't use the N word or the M word. I can't use any words because I'm a skinny bitch. I can't even use the F word. I can't call people fat because they're like, "You're fat shaming." I'm like, it's just a fact. <laughs> like, if you weigh more than 250 pounds, you're fat. It's not fat shaming. It's just a fact. I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> It's, it's your body. All right. Uh, his ch- and, and, like, circumcision, his choice, his decision. It's, it's let the boys have their body. Don't chop off the tips of their dicks. Just, just, da-na-na-na. I keep a close watch on this heart of mine. I keep my eyes wide open all the time I keep the ends out for the tie that binds Because you're mine, I walk the line Trying to get, trying to get Matt to talk to the people. Uh, yeah, to, to grab him. You should grab a microphone. And talk to the people. Tell us. Tell um, you, you can uh, do. You can speak in Japanese for us. That would be exciting. Do you do you know a joke in Japanese? No, I don't know enough. You haven't learned a joke in Japanese yet. Can we Google one and then you pronounce it for us? <laughs> that's a good. That's a good. That's a good idea. Watashi wa unidisu. I mean, is it an aggressive language? Japanese? I heard a kid say, I thought it was Japanese, sound like saying, scary, scary, and like pointing at me, telling his dad about me. Well, you do have hair like the devil, so. He said kawaii desu. Oh, but kawaii means cute. Doesn't kawaii mean cute? Kawaii, with a K-A sound, means cute. But kawaii means scary. So cute close. and scary are super close. You know who knows about that is the Spice Girls, because Scary Spice, cute and scary, both. You should look up a joke in Japanese. I know. Wait, questions. Questions. You grab a microphone. Look behind you. There's a microphone. The funny thing is, the funny thing is, my question is, wait, so like when we have an audience, or when you have an audience in the studio, 
and we're just going back and forth about Japanese jokes. You p- that picks up, right? That goes over the airwaves? Yeah, everything's going over the airwaves right Hell now. Hell yeah. Okay, cool. Because yeah, the microphones are on. When the when you hear the sound, that means something's happening. I wasn't sure if they like had no context and you were just talking about like, tell the Japanese joke and it was like silence. Yeah. Because <laughs> of our like, internal conversation, I was like, wow, free radio. Say anything or say nothing. Well, and and you can and it's great because we can we can fuck swear now today. Yay! Yeah. yeah, I mean, I finally came up with a punchline that's that centers around the F word. Like it's oh good, it's hardly funny without it. Oh awesome. Yeah. What what do you want to you want to say? It? Yeah, should we just jump right in? Yeah. Well, it's so it's I think it's I did this joke on Monday in workshop, and it was. Uh, so basically, like, I was so mad the other day because I had to park, and I had to park around this Tesla that was basically, like, in a parallel spot at a 45-degree angle. And I was furious. I was like, that's that's the work of humans. Like, that's not self-parked. That car would have done a way better job. And I'm, like, really frustrated. Like, I, when the machines take over, like, I pick the side of the machines. Like, that way I don't have to deal with you idiots and your bad parking jobs. Like, let the machines do their work. Like... And I'm not going to protect you either. Like, machines are going to come for you and be like, yeah, destroy him. Fucking beep boop or whatever. Beep boop. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great, but it's better with the fucking in it. Sure. Absolutely. (laughs) I have the same same issue with my my feminist joke, knock, knock, who's there, feminism, feminism, who. I can get my own fucking door. Thank you. Yeah. If I take the fucking out, it's not as funny as if I leave the fucking in. (laughs) So if I just say, I can get my own door, thank you, Mm -hmm. people are like, but when I'm like, I can get my own fucking door. Thank you. That makes me more of like a feminist bitch. The so angry feminist. The, yeah, it works in the context of the joke. So it's one of those ones where it's like, is it integral to the joke? Maybe. 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 And this, the other one I do is, and I sometimes switch out sex or fucking, and I think it's better with fucking, is the abortion joke, 1995. I have abortions older than you. Mm-hmm. I only have one regret about my first abortion in 1995. It's that I didn't have a kid because right now I could be fucking all of his friends. It's better yeah. if I say fucking as yeah. opposed to having sex with. For whatever reason, it just yeah. hits harder. <laughs> fucking is funny. Fucking it's is funny. weird. It is weird. And then everyone expects you to get all like intimate right up front. I like kind of dated this guy for like two seconds. And he showed a little interest in me and that was cool. And then we were like snuggling, which I was cool with. But I was like, you know, I don't want to like do anything yet because, you know, I've this. I've had the same person familiar with the crash site for so many years. I'm just not ready to, <laughs> to have that intimacy or whatever. And he's like, yeah, you don't want to have sex. And then he tries to go down on me. And I'm like, that is way more intimate <laughs> than sex is. I'm not, you're not going to. Yeah. Fuck, I'm, I'm, fuck COVID. I'm worried about herpes, baby. I'm 46 <laughs> years old and I don't have any genital herpes. Like, I'm a unicorn, okay? <laughs> I don't have to take Valtrex. Yay. Don't fuck me up. Don't, Bro, right? don't don't mess up my streak. Don't mess up my streak. I've never had an STD. Well, that's not true. I've had one Amazing. STD because I was married. Hey. And when you get married, you uh, you absolutely get an STD. That's sexually transmitted debt. <laughs> that's what you get. Sexually transmitted debt. Didn't didn't know that when you get married. Like, oh, everything belongs. Oh, your debt belongs to me. Fantastic. <laughs> did not did not realize that in the marriage bonds. My cool. Um, I, the only time I ever thought I, like, really had an STD was just, like, completely based out of hysteria. Like, you know, I can have a hysterical pregnancy. Like, my housemate and I, we were studying abroad, and, like, we almost hysterically gave ourselves herpes. Like, we were flipping out because we didn't feel right, and we, like, went and got a test and then just, like, spiraled right. and were, like, sobbing about to Facebook Messenger, all of the guys we'd ever slept with, just being like, I just want you to be ready. Like, I think 
I think we've got it. Right. And it was nothing. And it was just you were masturbating. It was just ingrown hairs. You like, gave it was yourself just some <laughs> blisters for masturbating too hard. It's fine. It's not. They're not herpes blisters. They're just overworked. <laughs> they're, they're like you got to build up the calluses on your vag lips. You know what I'm saying? You got to like work with it. Build them up. They're not blisters. They're calluses. <laughs> they're ready so to work. Gross. Yeah. Uh, but I've never. Um, yeah, I do. I feel like a unicorn that I've been living in San Francisco for 13 years and I've never gotten an STD. But you know, it is. It's I'm. It's a miracle. Sometimes I think I live in a in a strange like matrix context. I'm like, is the world real? Because I smoke constantly and I don't have any problems breathing. I can still go on a run. Like, I just COVID. I haven't gotten sick in the past year. COVID. Like, the only age that I show is on my face. The rest of it, like, just not. I've I've got the I've I've got the ass of a 25 year old. That's because I don't do anal. I think that when you do so much <laughs> anal, it like changes the shape of your butt. I don't know. It just flattens and widens it from all. The I other. mean, yeah. I don't understand these girls. Like, I mean, I like a little I like a little finger every once in a while, and that's fine. But like, dude. Dicks are big. They are way <laughs> too big for that hole. It is not. Sometimes they're too big for my vag hole, and that's meant to have a baby go through it. My butt, like, I've never had a poop that big. Like, that's the thing is all the guys that try to stick their dick in my butt, I, like, look at their dick. I'm like, I've never had a poop that big. If it can't come out, it should not go in. Like, that's the only the only time that I'd ever have anal was with a guy with a tiny, tiny dick. Because I'd be like, yeah. all right, you were built for this. We finally found a use for micropenises. This yes. is good. This is good. Absolutely. <laughs> so many men are going to be so delighted yeah. if they get this message. If you, <laughs> if you want to, I mean, because, well, and that's the thing too, is that if they have like a tiny penis and they're, they put it in your butthole and it's tiny, it'll feel good. Mm -hmm. And then they can like reach around and mess with the front. The and then around. that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. The reach around is the best. There's a lot of, there's a lot of ways to, that's the thing too I've realized through dating is like, I can tell right away, like if we're, if you care, if you, if you care about me, you're caring about my needs and not your own needs. And boy, oh boy, do they not care about my needs. I'm like, <laughs> wow, you're just, they're all okay. Yep. It's all about you. And then they're like, well, you, why aren't you sucking my dick? I'm like, because I'm 46 years old and I'm a feminist and I'm better than you. What the <laughs> fuck, dude? You haven't even taken me out. You haven't spent any money on me. Like, what the fuck do you think? Yeah. Come on, man. Like, you better either. I'm like, are you having a little confusion with how good looking you are? Like, I've lowered my standards already and now you want me to suck your dick too? Come on, man. That is, that is like the most brutal end to a relationship when you've already lowered your standards for them <laughs> and like they're not even willing to like come like uh, like 10 percent of the way like right. meet you and it's like i am so far below where i need to be right now and you're still holding out like this is the worst negotiation i've ever been in like this is terrible i can't give anything anymore men don't like it when you hold out that's what i've i've realized <laughs> but that's when you can make them do things it's true like show up places or <laughs> pretend to care it's like ha 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 <laughs> <laughs> like they they think they think that if they call you hot once that you're like oh i am so wet you <laughs> yeah dude i know i'm fucking hot bro like it's fine I, I don't mean to be all vain and shit but you know i don't know any other 46 year olds that look the way i do i oh, I, yeah. I see them on tv and i'm looking at them and i'm like oh yeah you look 46 <laughs> so i'm like no nah. no absolutely and like pam absolutely you're hot thank you like totally but the thing is i'm so sick of dudes calling you know me us 
hot. Like, it's not a compliment. Like, it's just a fact. Like, stop. Like, it's not surprise me a little bit. Like, use your language skills. Right. Right? Like, get a little creative about it. Like, hot isn't a compliment. Like, hot is a temperature. Like, I want a burrito to be hot. I want soup to be hot. I don't, I'm beyond that. Like, come on, get creative. Am I not better than soup? Am I better than three letters? Can you give me more than three letters to describe all of the beauty that's happening? I'm wet like soup. I'm like hot and wet like soup, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going. I'm going through menopause. The, the eggs are screaming, and there's just, like, wetness coming out. Because there's only a couple months left that that's going to happen. So it's like, get it all out now. Oh, my God. I know. It's really scary. Can no one I talks ask? About Can I ask, like, how how is, th- like, that? How I is know menopause? you jokes it's about it. It's awful. I, um, okay, so, um, hot flashes, I don't know if there are any alcoholics out there. But Always. Hot flashes are, like, when you're an alcoholic or when you just drink a lot. And you know how, like, you wake up at 5 in the morning, and you just... You want juice so badly, and you're sweating. You're sweating. <laughs> and you're like, I don't know why I'm sweating. It's like these hot, cold sweats, and you're like, blah. Okay, that's what menopause feels like. Ugh. You're sweating for no reason in the middle of the night. You're slick like a seal. <laughs> like you're wet in all the wrong places. Like it's just like my whole body. Like, I've got him. I'm in and out of the covers. And it'll happen sometimes just randomly. Like I'll be walking around, and suddenly I'm just completely sweating and if if men went through menopause there'd be these weird cooling stations on like every (laughs) the corner of every street it'd be like a weird refrigerator box that you could get inside and be like oh yes because then i start smelling weird (laughs) oh my god all the bacteria is coming out of my body (laughs) it's so bad anyways if uh, menopause sucks also like I'm super, super, super horny. Like, oh. I've been hitting on... There was a guy on the bus today that I was like... I broke I, I broke him down in my head. <laughs> so the first thing I saw was that he was tall and incredibly good looking. And he had a bike messenger bag. But it was a chrome bag, which means he's not really a messenger. He's just a person with money. <laughs> and then he had... But he had like kind of like the bike messenger look, sort of, which I'm Big super calves. into. Yeah. And um just he was just he was just super hot. He looked and he had like a anyway. <laughs> so then I looked and his hands had tattoos on him. I'm like, oh yeah. And there were like some musical symbols. I'm like, oh, okay, he plays in a band. But his fingernails were dirty. But he had gloves in his back pocket. So I was like, uh, he's a working man, and obviously he makes money because his shoes were nice and he had a chrome bag. What? And he had tattoos, which means he had to pay for them somewhere. So he sort of gave off this sort of dirty look but also I was like I know you got money baby but I'm not into money I just don't want to date homeless guys that's (laughs) all but and not that I wanted to I was just sort of objectifying him on the bus just like I kept looking him up and down like ooh 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 no way fair is fair like I've lived 26 years on this earth I am ready I have more than enough karma build up to objectify all the men that I want yeah like I'm ready to go like I'll do it like blatantly like that's why I watched the Super Bowl literally watched the Super Bowl for the physique did not disappoint like the sheer mass of these men Phenomenal. Dense of body and mind. I I loved it. Dense of body and mind. I do like a big beefy thigh, though. I got to say. Oh, rugby thighs. What, what about thighs? Rugby thighs? Like oh, rugby yeah, players? Yeah, big beefy thighs. That's oh why you God. like Matt Quirk today. You know, he used to play rugby. Oh. <laughs> he has big beefy thighs. How long do you ago, know, though? Do you, know the story, do, you know the, do you know the story about how Jack got mad at me? Do you want to hear the story? It has to do with his big beefy thighs. No. So, <laughs> so Jack, Jack used to give me rides places. And it was really fun. And there was one night where we dropped off Nathan Lowe, like way out in the marina. Mm-hmm. Or not the marina, the by the ocean out there, whatever. And we're driving away, and we're going through these back roads, and he's driving around. And I was, you know, as I usually am, I was pretty drunk. And I, <laughs> I put my hand on his beefy thigh. And he, like, freaked out. He freaked out, and he was like, uh, uh, I'm 
I'm never giving you a ride again, Pam. I'm never giving you a ride again. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. So he ended up having a conversation with me a couple weeks later. And he's like, Pam, you were super drunk. And that's just not going to happen. I'm like, I'm sorry I hit on you. You have big. I just <laughs> I can't help it. You've got these big, beefy thighs. I just wanted to touch them. I'm so. I'm. You didn't ask for my consent. I was like, I'm so, I'm so <laughs> sorry. I'm old. Nobody asked for consent. Like, I used to go to hip-hop clubs in the early 90s. People come up and stick their hard dick in your butt while you're dancing. <laughs> they don't even see your face. They don't even look at you in the eye. And they just walk up behind you and they're like, uh, 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 put my hip-hop. I just hot hope dog. straight guys did that to some really nice, tight, gay male asses. Like, I, that's my, I really hope for, like, one out of three was a gay man's that ass would be that they rocked up on and mm. felt, mm, and I, with I some want that long, And they turn around, oh, it's, they, <laughs> like, I, I was like, dude, you can't. So, you know, in my 20s, I was just regularly molested on dance floors because that's called a <laughs> hip hop club. That's what it is in the 90s. Like, well, they, we're confused. They pass in college. When I was in college, they passed around a survey at like my senior year. And they were like, we want to talk about sexual harassment on this campus. And I was immediately laughing because I'm like, that's being a girl on this campus. And so right. the, the questions were hysterical. They were like, you ever go out? and feel like immediately sexually uncomfortable. I'm like, yes, all of the time. Absolutely, strongly agree. And they're just like, have you ever been like sexually assaulted in a bar? I'm like, yeah, it's Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays at Mahoney's. Like that's, it's a standard. Like, oh, have you been inappropriately touched without your consent? I'm like, yeah, that's Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays at Mahoney's. Yeah. Like that's it. Like you can't it. walk through a bar. I hate, the one thing I hate the most in bars is like the pass by that guys will do and what they'll do is they'll try to like you know move around you and they'll put their hand on your lower back Ooh. and like push you away but it's mm. also like don't fucking touch me period unless you're super cute and then i'm fine <laughs> with it so that's the difference between <laughs> no that's it no that's the thing is sexual harassment the line between Most sexual harassment it. and flirting the line between sexual harassment and flirting is how good looking you are it, it's absolutely is like absolutely. if you're if you're an, if you're a good looking guy at work and you're like hey baby uh, people are like oh yeah hi Tell me more. but if they're ugly you're like i mean harass <laughs> this guy is harassing me right now <laughs> yo right? so have you seen i have a tattoo on my back right and it's arrows right that go up my spine oh. so a fun does, sexual does, it, does it point down to your butt crack is it like a no 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 it's a fun so like when you know it's coming from behind they actually remember to look up at my face like oh, so it's a directive thing like it's not just about the butt it's also about the back of my head um, but so it's not a tramp stamp. It isn't like shoot jizz here. It's no. like the arrows. <laughs> Remember, there's a brain attached to this butt. Right. Um, right. And it doesn't go all the way down my spine. But I got it in college. And like the fun part, like bar trick was to not talk to me, but to drunkenly run your finger up my spine, starting from the back of my tattoo up to my head. Oh. I think it happened like five times a night. I almost... I almost got violent. I almost kind of wish I did, but it was just like so obnoxious. I actually stopped going out because of it. Well, but what clothes are you wearing? That I'm sorry, I'm just I absolutely <laughs> thirty years. Like, what are you not wearing on your back so everyone can see your tattoo? Like, what are? But what is your responsibility? I'm for not gonna that? get a back tattoo and not show it off. But don't touch me. Don't touch me. That's the line. I get yeah. it's tempting and it's directive. It's a directive thing. Sure. But. Ugh, at least it's not pointing have. down that would be that, that would be would the be worst terrifying. though it's like when you get a tattoo and they spell it wrong but <laughs> or you get a tattoo you're like the arrows i wanted to point up and they make them point down and you're like no, no. <laughs> mike bonds has that great joke about getting his oh, chinese yeah. food order written in asian characters because that whole asian character tattoo thing a friend of mine when we were in hong kong wanted to get a tattoo and she's like a white blonde girl 
like her last tattoo was like a sunflower colored in like it was and now she's gonna go to asian lettering you know we all were just like maybe don't like maybe don't do it and she that was where this i made a comment to my boss i'm like you have to do like a spell check joke that somebody intentionally fucked with you because why are you like appropriating asian lettering or whatever because she was so scared it was going to happen to her (laughs) so we had to go around to like all of these like students that spoke Chinese just be like hey can you triple check this for right. us right what does this say does this what say does, does it say hot say? sluts in your area or does <laughs> exactly. this say does this say sun moon stars <laughs> yeah it's just, it says sailor moon <laughs> I yeah. watch sailor moon it's good short it's skirts they're like they're little intergalactic cheerleaders I love them <laughs> over Christmas I was with my family right and we were watching sailor moon and we hadn't watched it yeah jump in we <laughs> were watching sailor moon because we didn't know what else to do like we had all these vhs's up at our cabin that like i don't know this little tight box in the woods and so we were just watching these movies we hadn't seen sailor moon since we were children oh. holy shit that cartoon is first off awful like it's just fucking nonsense the voice acting is terrible like i need all adults to go listen to sailor moon's voice right now because you've never heard anything worse in your life like it's definitely a dude impersonating a blonde woman like it's (laughs) it is so bad and the show is so sexy like you definitely get like peaks of panties like you got like literally topless villains and like their hair curls cover their nipples we were watching it with my mom because it was the holidays (laughs) fan service we were watching it with my mom and she was like crying laughing because she was like, I used to just leave you guys in the living room being <gasps> like, they're fine. They're watching Sailor Moon. It's all good. They're covered. Well, my favorite anime is actually called Ranma One Half. And oh. it's um, it's a anime from like the early 80s. And it goes, Ranma. And it's a boy that when he gets in cold water, he turns into a girl. And when he gets hot water, he turns back into a boy. Or the opposite way. Either way. So he's like the first transgender, like, per, and his, but his dad, when he gets wet, he turns into an enormous panda. And his girlfriend turns into a kitten. And his other friend turns into, like, th- so they all, when they get wet, because there was this, they all practice this kind of martial art where they have to, jump on these steps in this weird water park. Anyways, they fell in the water, <laughs> they got enchanted, and so now whenever they get in water, they turn into another character. So it's around my one half, and it's, I mean, just hilarity ensues because he's constantly, like, <laughs> getting tits, and he's like, ah! <laughs> So he'll, he'll be a boy, and he won't have his shirt off or something, and he's like, ah! And then people find him, and he's got boobs, and The humidity is, like, a little too high <laughs> that day, and he just suddenly has boobs. Oh, no! It starts raining, he's like, ah! The like Bay I, Area I, would be a mess. Just like the fog and mist would fuck him up constantly. Rama one half. Look it up. It's really oh, great. That's so funny. It's a really funny show. Oh. It's a- anime's anime's great stuff. The Japanese uh, were like way ahead of their time and sort of like gender bending kind of yeah. thinking issues and stuff. I love that it's making a comeback. Like on Netflix now, you can get Bleach, you can get Naruto, you can get Death Note, like all of these things that I watch on Adult Swim. Like I had to stay up and betray my parents <laughs> to watch this shit. And as an adult, I pay $7.99 or $9.99 a month and there it all is for me. And like kids today, enjoy because that stuff is so sharp and colorful the sound like the japanese rock that they play in the intro music like my sister and i have a whole playlist now (laughs) of just like our like our late night childhood and it's i miss it just added one called demon slayer that's really good demon slayer matt saying demon slayer is a good one there was another one i watched that was about kids that were at a school that was for farmers 
and they all were like <laughs> milking cows and dealing with like farming stuff and it was a school it was so good i just i blew <laughs> through a whole season i'm like is there more <laughs> there was a second season i watched that i'm like is there more no sadly there wasn't any it has the appeal of farmville like most of the nation was captivated by farmville why who knows we love agriculture we love getting back to bare basics like we're so enthralled with how stuff is grown like i went to school in orange county and we had an ag program. Like, we had a farm attached to our school in the middle of Southern Orange County. And it was hot shit. Like, you were on a waiting list to get into the ag program. And just go play with pigs and sheep. Did you go like to Irvine? A day. You went to UC Irvine? Where'd you go? No, I went to uh, Mission Viejo High School. Oh, you're talking about high school. I thought you were talking about college. High school. Oh, I mean, colleges had it too. But in high school, like, some kids yes. were like, ooh, sports, arts, no, farming. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, pigs are cool. They'll eat anything. You can give them <laughs> no seriously. Like, uh, um, I went to Davis for a while, mm. and I, I got my teaching credential from Davis. And the teaching place, that particular classroom setting, was right next. We had to walk by the pig farm, and I, I enjoy bananas. So every day, <laughs> I'd give my banana peels to like a different pig. They, they had a bunch of them, and they were huge pigs. Yeah. And I was like meeting the pigs, and every once in a while, one would disappear. And I'm like, are they <gasps> eating them? I can't imagine that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they are, but they're sweet little animals i mean dirty and and gross but very cute and personable i know and delicious oh <laughs> oh babe i know my friend actually my best friend growing up always said she was going to be a vet and she just completed her vet degree she is dr keith i love her to pieces cool but it's really funny because she loves animals but will also eat any animal Hopefully that comes in cats. front of her. And that's a good balance, I think, right? Sure. Like, appreciate the life, but also, in death, make the best of it. Did she sandwich. go to Davis or did she go to Purdue? She went to Davis. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good school. Great school. My, my ex-husband got his veterinary degree from there. It was a lot of fun. Oh, I did more town. drugs with veterinary students in mm -hmm. UC Davis than I did in my entire undergrad. That town is wild it that is. is like it should be a, like a tourist destination like come try the best of california's offerings they grow it all up here like yeah. it's such a good town especially it's in college like that would have been literally such a trip to be at uc davis and they had an open container law in the city of davis until 1998 so we literally would play slosh ball in the middle of the city in the public park with a keg on second base, and the, the <laughs> cops could drive by. We just wave at them like, hey, how you doing? Because yep. this is legal. We're allowed <laughs> to do this. That's how great. I feel in Oakland around the lake now. Like, I love right. how, like, COVID has just absolved any open, like, open container laws. It's yeah. the best thing. Please, can we keep it? Please, please. Sure, sure. Well, it's like it be makes us like Europe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, when I was in Greece, it was the best because we were walking around, and they had kiosks that with the little, instead of buying a soda out of a cold, you know, refrigerator on the street. They've got beers. Hell and yeah. they're like a euro a piece. And I was like, we could just buy beers and w walk around and look at old rocks. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> old, old rocks. Like, and just walking, drinking beers, get sitting in parks. Like, oh, this is great. That sounds amazing. It was. It was amazing. God. Will we ever be able to travel again? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we're going to be allowed to. I. It seems like only rich people right now or people with, like, jobs that can kind of, like, lie or something and say oh <laughs> i really need to be in cancun like right now for my work i know it's bullshit like i so i met i told you i went on a date right thursday mm -hmm. and this is the guy so he you know lives in another state and he's also so the other thing of why we're not in a relationship i love this i love men for this reason so there's multiple reasons why we're not in a relationship but one of them is he's gonna move to india right Ooh, cool right very cool he's a cool guy i won't lie um but a part of the reason Ooh. 
is because is that a call? Oh hell yeah. Um anyways, part of the reason is he's waiting to get vaccinated. And he's like 24. I was like, you better hold on. Like, I'm not gonna get I'm tier like four, like or tier F, or they're lettered, right? Like, I'm never gonna get vaccinated. You are not gonna get vaccinated. So can we just can we just be boyfriend and girlfriend? Like, why are we? <laughs> what's the what's the delay here? But I don't know. Do you guys pay attention? Like, do y'all pay attention to like when you're gonna get vaccinated? Are you tracking yeah. it? A friend in New York told me the mafia there, the Russian mob, will help <gasps> you get vaccinated. Holy shit! I'm going back to she New York. I look Russian in most situations. Like, I'll do it. I'll slide back. I'll bleach my hair again to do it. <laughs> when I lived in New York, I had bleach, bleached white hair, and I'm obviously white. I got that like aquiline or whatever the fuck Dracula nose. I have a Dracula nose, and I went out to Staten Island one time to get. Um, Staten Island, Coney Island, whatever. Um, I went out Coney Island. I went out to go to the DMV there because apparently the lines were shorter. So I'm on that. And there's a huge Russian population like around that island. And it was like three to five Russian women on the subway started speaking to me in Russian. And then I was confused. I was like, no, I don't do that. And there's like, but you, you have the face. Like you have the face and the hair of like a Siberian fucking polar bear. So you obviously speak Russian. And I was like, no, I don't. I don't, but thank you. So the Russian mob is giving out vaccines. I will bleach my hair again. I'll bleach everything. <laughs> Eyebrows, eyelashes, butthole, Make tell me. I will bleach match it. the drapes for a Russian vaccine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone, um, Sarah just called, and she said, oh, we're going to come down. Hey and, um, and then she's like, oh, there's going to Chrissy Field. She's like, we have room for three in our car. So she could drive uh, people to Chrissy Field for the open mic. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I just want to make sure, like, this is the one thing that probably will get me in so much trouble, is I love having my car, cause, and I can just, like, it's the escape if I ever need it. Right, you just, boun- you just bounce out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just ghost ghost I'm yourself ex- from I'm the sitch. I've never been to Chrissy Field, period. Like, I've never been. Yeah, it's um, it has a beautiful view of the Golden Gate Bridge, and um, I'm really glad that I brought an extra jacket tonight so that I am 100% prepared for anything, because I've got multiple jackets, sweaters, gloves, got a hat, got all the stuff, got all the accoutrement for an outdoor mic, and we'll see what all people show up. <laughs> it's funny, she goes, it's it's Sarah, and I'm like, I, I don't know what Sarah this is, but I'm sure I Do know Do you her. know how many people are named Sarah? Yeah, t- <laughs> well, people all the time are like, hey, Pam, like people stop me on the street, hey, Pam, blah, 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 and I'm just like, I don't want to be a dick or whatever, but I don't, I don't remember everybody. Like I'm drunk a lot of my life, so I don't know who I met. And even if I did, my memory, my brain is too stuffed with my own jokes and a bunch of songs, and I have to know the names of all the comedians, and it's first and last names. So you expect me to know all the comedians' names and your name? You're an audience. Come on, like I don't know, know your name, but I because it's. Comedian names are all in my head all the time. <laughs> I what did you find? Huh? What did you find? Something laughing? On the grim. Oh, it was laughing. Sierra, who lives around the corner, right? Yeah. Sierra Hager. Yeah. I just let her know. I was like, oh, we're down here. Um, she's so funny. She, she and I, like, because I, we met here. Sierra Frost. Hager. Oh, right. Her name used to be Frost. Oh, yeah? Wait, From back married? in the day. Before she got married. Ah! Yeah, Actually, she no was idea. Sierra Frost. Anyways, we have like a fun Instagram relationship where it's like, you know, we'll chat here, but then on Instagram, like we'll we'll toss those likes to each other's stories oh, and whatnot. That's so nice. It's a little flirty. It's really cute. Um, yeah. that like low key girl flirt that you just do. Sure. Um anyways, well, she that's has why a I was great laughing. joke about she doesn't know if she was on a date. 
if it was a lesbian date or if it was just a fun hang. And she's like, <laughs> still, we went out and she kept telling me I was pretty. And I'm still like, is are, are we just having like a friend date? Is this a, is this a date date? And she still doesn't, doesn't oh, yeah. know or whatever. Some girls will make you feel better verbally than any man ever will. Like just the compliments from other women will just light you up from the inside Aww. out. I know. Because you guys tear each other apart in elementary school. I don't know. I, I just love, um, my whole thing is the, the gays. I love, I have, I used to have a gay entourage when I was married and it was great because I was in theater, but it's, 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 but it's positive male attention from a non-sexual source. And it's yeah. so amazing because they are men and they, but, and they have great fashion sense. And when they give you compliments, it's fucking legit and so great. And it's like, thank you. Wow. I really, and, and there's just no pressure on it because they're just complimenting you because they want to, right. not because they're like, maybe I can see your vagina. <laughs> Look, they don't even know what to do with it anymore. <laughs> it's the control stick. I mean, I've gotten better at it because I used to give myself some fucked up situations, but, you know, I've learned not to listen to it all the time. So you listen to your joystick, yeah. not your, yeah. right. Sure. <laughs> right. Well, but. Are you sure it's a he? It's definitely. That big dick energy <laughs> joke is fire. It is a fire, fire joke. Yeah, that's a solid. Like, it's fucking fire. What's good about it is you have a lot of tangents in it. So it's an avenue to go to a a bunch of different subjects, right? Like, you can talk about white people, dating, all kinds of things with that. It's good. Keep that. Keep that. Yay. (laughs) Well, whoever this person, it might might be Sierra. It might not be Sarah. I I, I don't know. Um, But we'll see. We got it. We got a phone call at four one five 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 zero zero five one one here at the stew. You can always give us a call at Mutiny Radio. You can also give me money anytime you want at Venmo, uh, Mutiny Radio, all one word. It's very confusing because it's a Bert and Ernie icon, and nobody understands why. And either do I. No, it it um somebody set up a Venmo for Mutiny Radio using our logo, but it wasn't for Mutiny Radio. It's for themselves. <laughs> Oh my God! And wait, so are you kidding me? No, it's for real. Have and you they ever gotten? They won't take it down because I don't know. I mean, I've said this is a person that's not me, <laughs> and it's not Mutiny Radio, but they won't take it down. They're like, we can't give you any bank information. We can't even. So I mean, I know who it is, and he doesn't even live in San Francisco anymore. And you can't. The, the thing's closed down. You can't give him any money. It doesn't work. But still, somebody tried to. You know, it's just so wait. funny. It's like it's like squeezing blood from a stone. You want to you want to take money from the person who's on food stamps? You know, that's fine. Pam, have you ever gotten a Venmo from me? I don't know because I'm actually also not in control of the Venmo. I, I have an accountant that takes care of all the books because I'm not good at anything. Um, no, that's not true. All right, I I'm need to take good, cash I'm out. Good at lots of things, just not digital money and not digital things and not money. Like I just can't. So I leave it a little separate. I let my buddy take care of that. And so it's more like like I count the pennies and she counts the dollars kind of thing. Okay, well, now I need to stop Venmoing you because You've that's been Venmoing the other I have been Venmoing Mutiny Radio, and now I'm terrified that it has not been going to the right place. Is, it, was it, is it the one with the okay. Bert and Ernie, or is it the one with the, it's not Mutiny, the one Lego, with Mutiny Radio logo? It's definitely the one with the Mutiny Radio logo. Did I fuck up? Uh, Well, yeah. I mean, is that... (laughs) But your money hasn't been going anywhere. It doesn't actually go to anybody. I don't think. (laughs) I hope not. I hope not, too. Otherwise, I think you're giving money to Sean Lamar. (laughs) Who, like, doesn't even live in San Francisco anymore. 
Okay, I know it's a gash out right now. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta uh, delete that one from the. I oh tried to delete it and it doesn't. Yeah, it's Mutiny Radio, all one word. That's our Venmo, and it's so confusing. And I'm sure that people are constantly giving money to the wrong place. Oh but I, I, I don't think it goes through. Oh no. I don't know. You check your <laughs> bank really account. You, you really tell me. That. That's Jesus Christ. hilarious or oh terrible, no. whatever. It's <sighs> it's one of those things. The right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. <laughs> do you have uh, Do you have plans for Valentine's Day tomorrow? Me? Yeah. Um, I have a stockpile of edibles from you, Pam. That yeah. I'm waiting to use. I do have a call with my family though, so I'm a little nervous. So it's like I gotta make sure I simmer down by 5 p.m. So I might save them all for Monday. So really, no. I was going to go to L.A. with that guy, right? right. I was going to meet him down there, but Ooh. a friend of mine canceled a haircut for me. So I was like, there's really no real reason to go, just for dick. And I'll just stay up here for that. Like, sure. I don't need to travel. Right. Um, you don't to travel for dick. <laughs> so, so no. So no. I'm just going to, like, I don't know, beef myself up a little bit, clean my apartment, do some self-love shit, um, beyond masturbating, you know, like finances and whatnot. Really taking care of myself. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's all. What about you? What about you? What are you doing? Oh no, I don't have. Any, I don't have any. I have no plans whatsoever. What are your dream? Like, if like Valentine's Day is a bullshit holiday, but if you had like dream Valentine's Day plans, what would they be? Oh my God, no, I can't. I can't say them out loud because I. <laughs> everyone knows who I fangirl crush on. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I got plans in my head. That ain't never gonna happen. <laughs> I know. I know it ain't never gonna happen. Okay, but like put a mirror on the other side. Like what can you do for you tomorrow, right? Like can you take yourself out for a dinner? What can uh, I do? Take myself No, I I mean I nice I could I can cook myself dinner because Hell I yeah. have food stamps and I can buy food and cook it, but no, I don't <laughs> have like if I have extraneous income, it goes to alcohol or drugs. It doesn't <laughs> go to food. Um so I don't, I mean, Heart but I can tablets. make myself, I'm a fucking chef. I can make myself whatever kind of food I okay, want. It doesn't real. matter. Remind me, which restaurant did you work at I before? used to work at Bender's. I used Ugh. to work at Counter Offer at the Bender's, the bar up on 19th and South Venice. Oh my Venice. God, that's incredible. Yeah. I have one of my like yeah. really good friends. We knew each other in high school, but we got close because he went to the Culinary Institute in Poughkeepsie, New York, which is where I went to school. He has got the whole world in the kitchen. Like I had no idea. And he's incredible he's a great chef and just understanding like his he's a great like not to not to like glorify mansplaining but i do love it from him because he'll tell me what's going on back there that i have no idea yeah. it is such a fascinating world back there i love that you were in it like yeah i loved cooking for money it was it was <laughs> great it was amazing and i miss it quite a bit because it's um for me it's like a self-esteem thing in that i create these things for people and then when they have empty plates at the end, I'm like, oh, you liked it. Yeah. Rad. And, you know, you get to, I don't know, I just, I just really enjoy cooking. It's What's why your, I, uh, I bake so much. And so. Yeah. And you have, you make great treats. Thank I have you. to say, great treats. Yeah, What's your favorite, best. like, what it's called? What's your favorite, like, form of cooking? Like, do you like Italian, like Mexican? Like, what's your specialty? Um, I, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm more, I more think of, like, the basics in that, I like making I like making pasta from scratch, but mm. you know, in Italian food or whatever. But I can still, but pasta from scratch, I can also make lumpia. I have a deep mm. fryer at my house, or I can Ooh. I can make like I can make egg roll wrappers with weed in them. So I can hey. literally make weed egg rolls or weed lumpia or whatever, and then I can make pasta dough. I can make I mean w flour. I'm really good with flour. I'm really good with yeast. Like mm -hmm. I can make any kind of bread. Um, from like Indian breads that, you know, that's the one cuisine that I do not do often or well is Indian food because mm -hmm. there's so many crazy spices and I have no idea what's happening. 
I know they take like 25 different spices and put them in a pan and toast them and then grind them up and do something with it. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, sometimes there's coconut milk. But that's the, I, and I've made my own samosas, but Ooh. still, like, that's the thing where I'm like, but well, that I know. Well, that but I just don't even. The one of the only cuisines I'll go out for is like Indian food. Sometimes yeah. Thai, but right now Thai food's like way too expensive, and it's kind of <laughs> just noodles. I'm like, I can get some chun f- um, chow fun noodles and yeah. make myself some pad ki mao, no biggie. But yeah, um, I, my favorite cuisine to eat is. I mean. I think that samosas are my desert island food. Like, if I could only eat one type of food forever, it would be samosas, um, the Punjabi kind, if I yeah. have to be specific. But I also like them in the pack dough and deep fry, and the, with the lamb in them. Just if it's a triangular shaped treat, I'm probably gonna enjoy <laughs> it. That's I love how like really every culture has a dumpling. Right. Like you got empanadas, you have all kinds of dumplings out of China. You got pierogies. Like right. everybody does ravioli, delicious, delicious, spicy meats, vegetables, whatever, wrapped in bread. Sure, done. That's yeah. it. Cuisine yeah, basic. Sometimes boiled, sometimes steamed. Um, no, I do enjoy. I do enjoy like a dumpling shape. But see, I'm a cylindrically deep fried food kind of girl. <laughs> I like it if they're it's like cylind. So egg rolls, lumpia, fucking even the ones with the rice paper wrapper with the little shrimp on them. Whatever. I'm in I'm into cylindrically shaped foods. It's it's good times. No, I love to I love to eat. I love to cook. Everything's <laughs> good. What are you what are you, you showing her pictures of Ron? It's the geometrics half? of food, how all food has geometrics in common. The forms oh, yeah. are the same. This is where math yeah. meets the real world. Like of I hate math just because obviously. It I'm absolutely girl. makes sense. That's a bad joke. But like I hate math because it is like there's no perfect triangles in nature or whatever it is. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, cool, math is not important because I'd rather understand the natural world. F- Fibonacci sequence, though, is math. That is true. And Fuck. it but it and it describes how the Nautilus shell. It's true. That uh, exists. Around. So it's nature and so math at the same time. Maybe it's just trigonometry that I hate. Right. Like there's true. no perfect triangles in nature or whatever it is. And you have to like figure out the angles. Blah, blah, blah. But it's just like that's bullshit. But you know what? That is so true. Like with food is like man's application of math into like sustenance right like that's kind of interesting that's kind of cool yeah. like we're gonna project these these shapes we see into all foods like what was it like the image you showed me it's like all things are a cube like all foods are cube oh cube rule but if you're imagining like a cube like the dimensions right like it'll all fit into a square just where's your starch well I mean, cooking is science, half science, half alchemy. Like, it's funny. People can follow a recipe perfectly, and and it doesn't taste the same. If two people follow an exact recipe, and they follow it to the T, it doesn't matter. It's still going to taste different. How is that? It's so weird. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. And for some reason, my food always tastes good, and I lost (laughs) my sense of taste way before COVID. Uh, No, seriously, I don't want to scare people, but in in April of 2019, I lost my sense of taste and smell because of menopause, and it was really rough for a while because I was still cooking professionally, and I couldn't taste anything, and that was really rough because, I mean, I could feel what salt feels like, and I can feel what spice feels like, but I couldn't taste it for a long time. It's coming back now, Mm -hmm. which is great, but... For a long time, I just didn't even want to eat anymore because I just, I'd feel it in my mouth and I was like, oh, what am I doing? Like, 
I, lo- I lost a lot of weight at the beginning of losing my sense of taste and smell because I just didn't see the point in eating. They were just, oh. the, uh, all the joy from it was gone Ooh. for a little bit. But now, but it's been coming back over time. And I don't know if that's because my hormones are changing or what's going on. Oh my God. But yeah. What do we got to do? I know, something to look forward to with menopause. Yay. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I'm literally shaking right now. I'm terrified. Um, yeah, you, have t- <laughs> you have 20 years. You're fine. You have 20 years to get pregnant. Don't I mean, maybe worry. I just like, but maybe I jump the gun, right? Like maybe I just take out, you know, the eggs. I sell them. That's the thing. No, so here's money you, for it. And you don't, ne- people shouldn't necessarily sell their eggs because it's an incredibly invasive procedure and it will make you go through menopause much earlier in that. That's true. The reason that you go through menopause is that women have a finite Men can sperm forever. Like their <laughs> nutsack just makes sperm until they're dead. They sperm can fucking the make verb. sperm. Yes. Sperm Men forever. will sperm forever. All of it. If they can get it up. As long as they don't do too much cocaine in their 30s and they can get their <laughs> dick up, they're fine until they're late whatevers and they can they can jizz all the time. But women <laughs> have this – you're born with the amount of eggs that you have. Right. And that's it. And so, uh, like, I, I think I have, like, two eggs left. I haven't had a period in 10 months now. Yeah. So I'm almost, once you haven't had a period for a year, you're like officially in menopause, which means <laughs> that you're out of eggs. Um, so I have a couple eggs left and they just, like I said, they're screaming on their way out. But it's, it's rough because I feel like the differences in, there's all kinds of weird things happening in my body. Dude. But I'm, so if you at 26 <laughs> choose to do the incredibly invasive procedure mm-hmm. of taking these crazy hormones for about six months and yeah. you take them and it makes you all crazy but oh it, God. it makes it so that they can take a needle and stick it in there and and retrieve a bunch of eggs at once yeah so they can retrieve like 10 12 eggs from you and then you donate them and they give you money yeah. And it's like 10 grand or something. But is 10 grand worth going through menopause two years earlier? Yeah. A f- so a friend of mine donated her eggs, and I've been meaning to, like, really talk to her about the nitty-gritty. She shared a bit of it, like, you know, obviously with us, with her friend's circle, but I know there's more. And she was also – so she was dating a guy, and it's like that's the biggest thing that I can't donate my eggs right now is I need someone to put a shot in my butt, and I don't want to do it. <laughs> so I need to be in a committed relationship and then look at him in the eye and say, these eggs are going to someone else. Please put the shot in my butt. But it's, I, not ready for that. First off, don't have a partner. But it's also just like, I get fucked up on birth control. Yeah, like me I, too. Like, I, my hormones are already, like, I'm barely keeping this stabilized. I don't need the third element of, like, hormones via a pill to mess with the system. Like, I just, and also the reassurance of, like, having a period every month. Thank God. Because, I don't know about you, my, my period the symptoms of it leading up are the same as pregnancy. Oof. So every month I pretty much convince myself, like, yeah, I guess I'm going to have a baby. Like, I guess I'm Virgin Mary, and this is what's happening right <laughs> Thanks now. Thanks, God. Thanks, God. Um, so I don't need hormones to intersect with that. I was on birth control for, like, when I was studying abroad because I knew things were going to get weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, and with that, like, you don't have an actual like period. Like that dick. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you don't have a period. You have, like, a ghost period is what I was told would happen. And I did, right? Like, I still kind of had, like, the symptoms of it. Like, you still get, like, maybe, like, cramps, mood swings, and whatever it was. But you wouldn't have the reassurance of not being pregnant that you would, like, bleed out. It's called an IUD. The only <laughs> trouble the only trouble with having a copper pool sweeper in your uterus, uh, known as an IUD, it does keep out all the dead babies, and that's important. But also, you, I think you're too young to get one, honestly, because if you – Guys are like, oh, you have an IUD? Fuck, safety to the wind. And it's like, <laughs> you know what, though? You you have to wrap it up, bro, because I don't know what the fuck's on your dick. I don't, a, I mean, oh, 
crabs. And, and, but that's not on your dick. That's in the hair. Oh, my God. And then God. Whenever, whenever I've been with a guy who's, like, shaved all his stuff, I'm like, oh, my God, did you just have crabs? Like, why <laughs> why are you shaving that? Is that a thing people are doing now? Like, I have no – I'm like, what? What's – what? The closest I ever got to crabs was I was in Colorado. I was flying back from a friend's. I, like, went out for his graduation or whatever with a couple friends of mine. And I was in the airport, and my housemate called me. And I was living in New York at the time, and he called me as I was about to board a flight. And he's like, hey, just so you know, when you come back to the apartment, it's covered in crabs. Oh, my God. I have crabs. And I've had them, and I didn't know what to do with them. And it's everywhere. It's all over the apartment. So I remember just, like, melting. I'm like, do I just stay in Colorado? Like, what do I do? And we just had to go back into it and just, like, bleach, 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 everything, doing laundry all the time. And it was like, you know, I'm still, like, I remember going to the laundromat with a couple friends of mine just being like this will be funny this will be funny like we have to go to the laundromat two times a day and we're terrified of getting it whatever it is like this will be funny soon that was three years ago it's it's still not not funny funny. it's not funny like it was horrifying it was such a shitty experience i didn't even have them like i didn't get them thank god you're probably scratching anyway just like even thinking about (laughs) it right now i'm like scratching my vag i'm like oh god do i have them i don't have them you know the worst thing like when you like shave for whoever or no one or whatever but you shave it and then it starts to grow back in and then it's itchy and you're just like, uh-oh, uh-oh. what, what do did I, I just now? get from shaving? Exactly. And it's like, oh, I got my own hair coming through the way it's supposed to. You know that crabs are just pubic lice. It's just like lice mm. on your head. It's just that they're in your junk. Do you know kids in France get lice all the time? Gross. So disgusting. So disgusting. I've never been more disgusted in my life. Like, do you remember the protocol when there was lice at your elementary school? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? That shit was terrifying. Suddenly it's like terrifying. everybody line up and go to the health office. And I was the teacher. I had to look through my kids. So, oh. And when I was, there was a lice outbreak at the, um, I used to work at a summer camp in San Diego. And there was a lice outbreak. And so at all the counselors, we had to go through our kids' hair with the, gloves and this stuff and one of my kids had it and they were like I could literally see them running around <gasps> on their head and I almost vomited on the child like I was like I was like <laughs> like it was it was really rough it's disgusting it, it is really disgusting rough. and frankly like fears like that I think prepared me for COVID because it's just like I like get me the fuck like oh you might have lice stay the fuck away from me like yeah. don't come near me like I like, I have friends who are teachers now, and it's a thing. Like, I mean, obviously before COVID because they couldn't see their students. But it's just like I had kids who like, – or friends who worked at elementary schools, and they're just like, yeah, like, I – it's a legitimate everyday fear I come home with lice. Yeah. And, like, every day it's like a legitimate fear I come home with COVID. And I'm like, God, damn, this is awful. Yeah, any kind of disease. Children have jam hands. They're constantly <laughs> sticky. They're putting their hands in their mouth, in their ears, in their nose. They're scratching their junk in their ass. They don't give up. Fuck. Like they'll <laughs> stick their hand down their pants and scratch their butthole. And they're like, my butthole's itchy. And you're like, you and they're and then you know, like, and then they'll bite their fingernails. And yep. you're like, oh my god. And I then know they're like, here's a snack. And then just eat it with their butthole hands. And then hands. They just eat with their jam hands and they're <laughs> sticky. I'm and it's bleh. children are disgusting. Children are disgusting. I remember I was in, so I did Catholic school, not like Catholic school school. I did like after school Catholic school. Um, I remember the God, there was this one kid who was just like sticky from age five to 14. Like I got confirmed with this kid and like at the confirmation ceremony, this nigga was like still sticky. Yeah. It was so gross. It was just like he, I don't know what it was. And like we knew his mom too. And we were just like, oh, like he's, you know, this is like a solid. He's the sticky kid. He was just the sticky kid and there's always one and they never grow out of it. 
One of my favorite books from uh, childhood was Where the Red Fern Grows. And it's about a boy in the Appalachian Mountains, and he loves these bloodhounds that he ends up getting. Anyways, at the beginning of the story, there's something that always stuck with me. There's two bullies that live in the town with him, and the author describes the one kid as his sleeve being stiff from snot, (laughs) and that he's constantly rubbing his nose, and that his... And I just thought that was, like, the best visual for dirty children just that their sleeve was constantly stiff because they were just constantly blowing their nose on their sleeve i was like that is really some beautiful concrete specific detail (laughs) i'm into it and i mean i read that book when i was like seven and it still is this image in my head i see the kid they're on a street and the street has the way he describes it and he's like his nose and wiping that was like was that scene from bridesmaids where she's like i cracked a blanket in half <laughs> I cracked a blanket in half. And I'm like, I think I know whose blanket that is. <laughs> well, the same I mean, sticky kid. I'm telling you, the weird things school. that are coming out of my vag, it's making things. It, it starts out sticky and then it does. It gets crusty. <laughs> I have to do my I have to do way more laundry than you think uh, in my old age. It's No, what's funny is when, when you were talking about menopause and it's the same feeling of being basically drunk in your sleep and dehydrated and waking up in full sweat. Yeah. You reminded me, I really need to wash my sheets because <laughs> that happens. That happens way too much. Yeah. <laughs> Just waking up in a full sweat. And like, I love how my sleepy body has shoved all of the blankets off of me during sleep. And like, I wake up and I'm just like in bed, like completely exposed. And I'm just like, I'm still way too hot. Yeah. Like, I'm about to pass out. I did actually once in college pass out from heat stroke from being too drunk. Wow. I was not dehydrated. It was, yeah, it's great. I have a really healthy relationship with alcohol. Yeah, I have, of course. I have <laughs> really, my, my relationship with alcohol is so healthy. I've negated family, children, and friends. I'm like, I love you, alcohol. <laughs> We're, whatever you want, friend. Whatever, <laughs> whatever it takes. Let's, I'm in. I'm in for the long haul. I love those friends, though, that kind of, like, reinforce your habits. Like, not not just, like, you know, making you feel better, whatever it is, but just like, this is normal. Like my, my godparents are lovely people and they just, they just drink wine every day. And I remember I was in COVID and I was like, oh, like, oh, I'm drinking a lot, whatever it is. And they just looked at me and they're like, we drink every day. Like that is our thing. That's what we do. We're wine people. We just love the culture and also the wine and we just hydrate to balance it out. And that's how you go. And I was like, oh my God, like I'm fucked. Like (laughs) I'm not going to make it. I, 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 I love alcohol, but I also, it's one of the things I'm little, so I don't have to, I actually drink a lot less when I, when I was a poet and I was in graduate school, I wrote a poem about uh, my love for PBR and I was being silly. And in the, in the poem, there's a thing about having 10 beers and my professor who's like, he was like 94 at the time and he's one of the beat poets. His name's Dan Langton. He knew like all the guys, Lawrence Ferlinghetti and, Ginsburg. He, there's pictures of him from the 60s where he's with all of those famous poets. And anyways, he's a poet and he, he was a professor. I think I, I hope he's still alive, but he's probably not because he would be like 100 now. But so Dan Langton and he chastised me in the class. He's <laughs> like, you think you're an alcoholic? Like you're ta- your poem talks about 10 beers. No way. He's like, we used to party. We used to have 15 beers before we even left the house. He's like, you think you're a drunk? Not even close. You want to be a drunk poet? You need to try harder. You need to get off this beer, and you need to go to the whiskey. And this is like a 94-year-old man chastising me for my poetry about drunkenness that isn't drunk enough. He's like, you you don't even know what you're talking about. 
You're not even close to wasted. Do you remember? You don't even know. He taught me Vesuvio's, which is a bar, and I don't know if yeah. it's still open. It's in North Beach, and it's right next door to yeah, City yeah. Lights. And Vesuvio's, they used to have a drink, and I think you can still order it. And Dan Langton informed me of it. It's called a Spodiote, and it's always cost a dollar <laughs> back in the day. And it's basically all of the wine and beer and stuff from the mats that they put <gasps> into a jar. And then you buy a Spodiote. So it's a mix. This is a real, this is Dan Langton, fucking real beat poet. And he said that we all drank that. He's like, everybody, that was it because it was so cheap. Oh my God. And we just do the Spodiote. That is actually terrifying. Like, that sounds yeah, like totally a fear terrifying. factor challenge. Like, that is actually. <laughs> Very scary. And he was like, you think you're you think you're a drunk poet? You're not even close. <laughs> you want to drink a Spodiote? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, Dan, I don't want to. <laughs> he was also funny about, he didn't like the term stomach or tummy. He said it's your belly. Like every time what? I'd write a poem and it would mention something, he'd be like, that's called your belly. And I'm like, okay, Dan. Belly just makes me think of reptiles. I don't know why. Like yeah, that's the cats. only association I have with bellies. Yeah, rubbing cats. It's an bellies. animal thing. Yeah. yeah, something. My cat. You know, cats have eight nipples, which is a lot of fun. And <laughs> well, my my cat is like a stripper, and um, he's such a jerk. He'll lay out and he'll show you all of his nipples, and you want to touch his tummy. You want to rub his kitty Wait, belly his with his little nipples. You want to touch all eight nipples, <laughs> and he's like a stripper. He won't let you. He's like, no touching. <laughs> you can't touch the nipples. My cat what? is a my cat is a stripper. I yeah. Just what kind of feed him. do you have to give him in, in, in exchange? Oh, it's just kibble. It's fine. <laughs> it's just it's just it's just dry kibs. Mm -hmm. He doesn't even like people food. There's no way there's no way for me to entice my cats in any way for love. My old cat, he was super food motivated, and so I like owned him. And my new cats are like, eh, whatever. We we, li we like the kibs, dry kibs, even some wet kibs every <laughs> once in a while. But they won't. They don't like trade love for food <laughs> <laughs> like normal people yeah i know i have very little in common with your cats in that sense like that's <laughs> if you feed me i mean i'm not that's hey hey men out there that aren't trying to they're like anyway then i just i feel like guys don't try hard enough no, i like a little don't. bit of effort I, I don't even require that much effort just mm -hmm. a little and i'm like oh can you not do the effort well then whatever my favorite thing is people who try to tell you they're not on their phone that much. <laughs> I'm not. I actually am hardly ever on my phone. Okay. All right. I'll try to believe you. No, that's me. Because that, like, that, my generation, like, we're always on our phone. I know. It's gross. Like, I've had a phone on me since 2006. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm on my phone. I know you're on your phone. We're the same age. Like, I, I know. Right. And well, that's, that's, where, oh, you, that's, that's where you see everybody, I guess. I just <laughs> don't, I don't understand Instagram. I don't understand it. Um, I finally started understanding the algorithms of Facebook, and now everyone's like, Facebook's for old people. Mm -hmm. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> I know, I'm old. <laughs> I'm an old person. That's okay. I know. I still have friends that use Snapchat. I don't even know. I never even did it. Is, isn't Snapchat for dick pics? Because yes. it only lasts for like 10 seconds anyway. So yes, it sounds like everybody's dick, I know. That's the reason it was created. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been hanging out with a lot of cokeheads lately. So it's like, their dick is like hard, and then they're like, oh, sorry, it doesn't work anymore. And when 36-year-olds start talking about Cialis, I'm like, get a fucking grip on yourself. <laughs> no, this, they're like, oh, you know, I want to get my dental work done, but I just can't afford it. I was like, if you didn't spend two grand a month on cocaine, you'd be fine. <laughs> Your teeth would be fine tomorrow. Can you take a month off?
<laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. I don't want to be. I mean, no, all I'm power to you, cokeheads. <laughs> but if you're two grand a month on cocaine, that's more than, that's almost the rent of this building. Like, I can't even conceptualize somebody having that much money that they can just blow, but I'm ch- 2,000 bucks of it a month. I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. San Francisco's, the San Franciscans are cool, I guess. <laughs> That's the inflation, right? Like, just like the tech jobs out here. Like, move out here. We'll pay you anything. We'll pay you literally anything for all of your habits and wherever you want to live. Come on out. As long as you can code, bitch. Oh my God. That's really as, as long, long as, as you can, can create nothing in a world that doesn't exist. I get so <laughs> mad about people. No, seriously. The internet is not no, a real so place. With, the so internet's a real place. I'm an influencer. I'm an IG. I'm special. It doesn't exist. It it's doesn't not exist. real life. You're taking fake pictures. You're using filters. You're not real. You're faking it <laughs> till you make it. You're not going to make it because it's not real. When the solar flare happens, happens and there's no electricity everyone's gonna die and i'm super excited because i can denature protein through heat i can make a fire and i can murder animals and cook them the millennials <laughs> their phones the solar flare is gonna happen our phone's gonna go out within 24 hours they're not gonna be any way to recharge it and they're just gonna cry in heaps on the street they have no idea how to cook at all they're like my microwave is gone how do i make these pizza pockets they're <laughs> fucked everyone is gonna die except uh, me. Well, a couple people. There are people that know. There are some people Yo, that I'm know with archery. you. No, Pam, seriously, I knew there was a reason. Like, obviously, I like you. I think we're friends. But this is it. This is the reason. Like, this is the level we connect on. Like, the internet is fake. Like, the it is a virtual, it's literally a virtual reality. It is not based in what happens in the day-to-day. Like, it is fiction. Like, it really is. Like, I... And so, like, there's a piece of me that just, like, really does not give a fuck, like, what happens on the internet. No, it's not, not real. real. Like, I'm sorry. It's pixels. And it's wavelengths. Like, it's not an actual reality. And, and people get so I'm obsessed. I'm internet bullied. I'm going to commit suicide because everyone's making fun of me on the internet. Get off the fucking internet, you goddamn <laughs> piece of shit. It is very easy. All you have to do is turn off your computer. Oh, I can't. I have to be. You fucking snowflake. Oh, I'm being bullied. Get off the internet. Talk to people in real life. Oh, no. And that's the thing. Now with COVID, if the solar flare happens and the internet goes down, no one's going to be able to Zoom. Oh, my God. How <laughs> will we know each other? When the world falls apart, we are going to be spitting in each other's mouths. It's just going to be <laughs> like, hey. Yeah, I'm not saying the internet isn't without utility, but it's not like uh, like for people who like have, I'm sorry, but it's like careers built off of the internet, like influencers and whatnot who like take selective photos, like one out of a thousand photos and post on the internet and that's their career. Or like people, honestly, who like, code and build that shit and it's just like oh like we're building a whole new web platform it's going to change people's lives i'm just like you know people actually have lives right in the physical world like that's kind of i think what's more important than whatever you're trying to build through a screen and it's not real we as humans the only thing we have is our ability to create women get to make babies we can also people can make food people can make art people can build houses they can make electricity they can do plumbing they can make things humans have the ability to create work and make things and the internet is not creating anything it's nothing you can't eat it you can't drink it you can't it has no ability to sustain us except in our weak weak souls how about this let's say before the internet i'm an old bitch and Let's say in the 90s, before the internet, before Facebook, before MySpace, let's say I invited you over to my house, and I was like, Shelby, I've taken all of these pictures of myself, and I've put them on the wall, (laughs) and I'd like you to put your finger and touch the pictures that you like. I'd like you to walk into my house, and I'd like you to come over to my wall of pictures of me, 
and I'd like you to touch and like the ones that you like. People would think I'm an insane person. They'd be like, you are, you've lost your <laughs> fucking mind. And now that's all we're doing. It's Facebook. Like, why don't you like me? You didn't like my pictures. Like, I went out the other night and I needed to validate my soul because I have nothing, I have no integrity and no ability to congratulate myself in any way or feel comfortable in my own skin without everybody telling me that I'm good enough. Do you really, do your parents not tell you you were good enough or do they tell you you were too good and now you constantly need people to tell you how good you are because your parents were just too sweet. Maybe you had a single mom and she was like, I love you, I love you, I love you. And now you expect women to do everything for you all the time because you have, anyway. Whoa. Single moms ruined. What? I think God actually does. <laughs> you're not, you're so gorgeous. That's insane. How, how long were you ugly for? Like give us an age range. Rob didn't realize, he didn't realize with this stellar 6'7 gorgeous frame and this <laughs> this great, well, he doesn't let us see his jawline because he's always wearing a, a a beard, but you're super pretty. Dawn's and you beard. didn't have any idea that you were a tall drink of water. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, I got a face for radio, baby. Like, I ain't making no bones <laughs> no, about that. Bam. There's a reason people are like, why don't you do video here? I'm like, because I'm ugly. <laughs> like, what are you? <laughs> I don't want people to see what I look like. Stop. Come on. <laughs> there you go. I was well, fat as a child. hey Yeah, yeah. I was a chunky child, and I was always made fun of. So, like, that's why I'm like, yeah, that's... You you have to either you either be funny or you kill yourself. Like, it's <laughs> like it's and when you come back from ki like almost killing yourself, you're like, yeah, I guess I'll just make jokes about this for the rest of my life. Like I was I was an ugly kid. I was an ugly kid until um, I guess like late high school. And then when I moved to New York, you were like, the homecoming queen. That was end of high school. Bitch. End of high school. Were you? That was when that you realized you were pretty. Is when they made you homecoming queen. Exactly. You're well, like I'm pretty. <laughs> popular thank well, you well that's much. a joke that's a joke i have about the importance of people showing up to vote because 50 people out of my 780 person class voted for the homecoming queen and they voted for me so remember to vote because your vote fucking counts because only vote. 50 people actually voted for me to be homecoming queen but no it was also it was going to new york from orange county california like oh. orange county california the genetics down there are exceptional i'm not sure. gonna lie no, and no, i'll take i'll take for granted that like yeah i got into that i'm a late bloomer i'll take it but going to like new york you're like oh suddenly i realize i'm a catch <laughs> which is weird um, well you know what i think is important is that women base all of their self-esteem on their looks yeah so i really think that that's <laughs> the best way to go from here is just if we could all you know use vanity as um <laughs> as how we feel good about ourselves well no, that's it's, what you were talking good. about like with um on social media like you need that digital that digital affirmation and it's like folks get out and try stand-up comedy yeah <laughs> you'll really get a taste of reality then if you want affirmation you might get it but you might not but that check is really important like people who date online and they post the best photos of themselves to advertise they're and lying you meet somebody in person yeah like you're gonna have a terrible success rate because hey guess what like you're not aligning your digital reality to your actual reality so maybe you'll triangulate it you'll get it figured out at a certain point but you have to get out in the real world and uh, a lot of people can get away with so much like they can live their own whole lives online so the first time i experienced the internet was in 1986 because my dad got to be a beta tester for the internet basically and it was through pack bell and we had a computer and it was summertime and i was in sixth grade going into seventh grade and i during the summer i was 
tech, I was talking to people online and I was getting in these chat rooms, I guess, and it was all very beta testing and all this stuff. And I learned, I was in sixth grade and I was like, you can lie. I had a <laughs> bunch of different sign-on names and I was different ages and my parents, thank God, didn't know I was doing this. They're like, you really like that internet thing over there. Like, and my dad's like, yeah, 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 play with it. We're supposed to play with it for a certain amount of days because we're beta testing and they want to know what's going on. So he's like, yeah, 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 talk on the, the stuff. And I had all these different personalities. Like I was myself, like, okay, so I was in sixth grade, so I was 12. And I had one persona where I was like, I'm 14. And I had one of them where I was like, I'm 21. And I had one of them where I was a guy. <laughs> and it was, it was fun and weird and great. And this is in 1986. So like as a child, I knew the sort of this landscape and like what could and, and shouldn't happen. So it was so funny because there's this one guy I was interacting with a lot. And his uh, name Jupiter. was Necromancer. And I thought it was like N-E-C-K, romancer. But no, a necromancer is a person who's like a witch, like a warlock. And so I learned, and this is before you could look things up on the internet. So I was like, ooh, necromancer, he must be cute. And then I was like, you can kiss my neck. And then I realized like, oh no, it's totally different. And I learned that they're actually a warlock. <laughs> I'm stupid. And I was a child playing with the internet, probably talking to adults who were lying about their age too. So <laughs> anyway, 1986. Wow. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was the first to catch a predator. No, I, I mean, my goodness, I, I, I wish. Yeah, no, no predators. Nobody was Damn. knocking on. I know, what a lie. Like, what a lie. Like, I grew up in the age, so when I was on the internet, it was early 2000s, and, like, there were commercials about it. Like, you would sign on to Disney Channel, as I often did, and there would be, like, ask your parents before going online. That's not a thing, because I see, like, 15-year-olds with OnlyFans accounts. Like, that's oh definitely God. no longer a thing. How can 15-year-olds have only You should at least be 18 to show your twat to people. It's, like, it's aren't terrifying. You peddling, but you're peddling your own child pornography. See, it's a question that I legitimately have. If you're a 15-year-old and you're showing everybody your twat, can you get in trouble for child pornography? Because you're peddling yourself. You're under Is that age. immediate emancipation? Making, like, what does that do? Well, can I mean, can you make money? So that's a joke that I've been trying to work on is that if I take naked selfies of myself at 13 and I'm... <laughs> well, well, if it's out there, though, if the pedophiles are looking, then, I mean, and you're ta and with OnlyFans, you're taking their money. But you're, if, you're, if you're in volition of your own twat and you're like, yeah, I'm 15 and I'm doing this for money, is that legal or is that illegal? And can the government come after you and be like, you're peddling child porn. And you're like, I am a child. <laughs> it is my I'm, porn. <laughs> I'm just trying to make money on my own. There's legal cases where like there's a 17-year-old and 18-year-old. 17-year-old sends a dick pic or the other way around to the 18-year-old's partner. Mm -hmm. And the 18-year-old becomes a sex offender for receiving it. See, now that's just parents being angry at their children and not talking to them about sex. If an 18-year-old and a 17-year-old are fucking and your parents make you go, I mean, date rape is one thing, but if it's just your parents being pissed and saying, this is statutory rape, that's just ruining someone's life because you don't like them. Like, talk to True. your daughter's boyfriend. <laughs> like, <laughs> get to know the bro. Don't throw him under the bus with the police just because you're all mad. I'm sorry you didn't have the talk with your daughter. Like, you should be doing that. I mean, they all have the internet. They all know about sex. So it's your job, parent. Like, you chose to have them. Don't blame society. They're your kids. Although thinking about like when I was dating a senior at a certain point in high school and I was not a senior, 
God, if I was litigious and financially ambitious enough, that would have been a great case. Hell yeah. <laughs> when I was 14, when I was a freshman, I dated a senior. And nothing ever happened because I didn't have sex till I was 20 anyway. So I was just like, I mean. Woo. Yeah, I know. I was very prude. Also, I didn't want to be Not naked really. in front of anybody. I was like super weird about just because I used to be fat. And I was like, I never look good enough. And people were like, no, you're hot. You're a smoke show. Well, smoke shows now. The kids <laughs> told me. The kids told me. The kids. the Your friends. People your age. They said um, <laughs> they said I was a smoke show. And I didn't know what it meant. I thought that they it was a slur of some kind because I smoked so much weed. I was like, I know. I'm a smoke show. I constantly smoke weed. Like, I'm constantly smoking cigarettes and weed. I'm a smoke show. <laughs> They're like, no. That's not what it means. It's like, <laughs> oh my god! And then I learned what DTF meant. I had no idea. What? I was teaching college, and one of my kids, after I finished the class that I was teaching, like we just finished finals, and he texted me. Well, because I had helped him with some stuff, and he had my number, whatever. And I didn't think I was flirting with him, but maybe I was. And he texted me, and he's like, "Are you DTF?" And I was like, "I don't know what that means." And he like wrote, ha, 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 of course you do. And I'm like, no, I literally don't know what that means. And he's like, it means down to fuck. And I'm like, well, I mean, I, 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 I guess so. Like, you're out of the class now, right? So we're, are we allowed to do that? But then, so I could never really be a real college professor because I would fuck all of my students. Like, every, <laughs> like I'd just be watching, like, the first day of class, I'd get out there and be like, oh, okay, um, yeah, there's the three. You should I'll just sit in the front. I think we need to fill in the front, and you the with front. the a broad chest and the dark hair. Can you yeah. come beefy sit up thighs, in the front, please? Beefy thighs, come you. sit up in the front here for me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's oh it's uh man. yeah. I, I'm never gonna be a college. I love. I honestly like. I I think about like. So I have there's there's comedy that I'm just starting, hardly starting, and um and then my actual job, right, like my day job, and with that. I think about teaching, right? Like I work in textiles, I work in fabrics, and it's fun, I love my job. Um, and I think about teaching, and I think teaching would be so much fun because like just interacting with different generations, right? Like over yeah, that, and still pulling the same jokes generation to generation, and they won't know, they don't talk to each other. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem with teaching is um, you don't get paid anything. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> it's you so gotta funny. make money somewhere else. It's, a, it's like a side hustle. It, honestly, being a teacher <laughs> is a good side hustle because it's not, you can't make enough money at it teaching like one class a week. Do you, you know what's really sad? Britex closed down. Um, what? The four-story fabric store on Geary. Oh. And it's an ama- it, it was a staple. It was an institution. And it closed. And it was crazy. They had, ev- I mean, it was four stories of fabrics. It was Jeez. gorgeous. And it's um it's closed down. It's very sad. I have a, a small I have a small friend I hang out with and she likes to sew and I took her there and she was like, <gasps> she's like Nanny Pammy, they have cat fabric. I should make you a skirt out of cats. I'm like yes you should, <laughs> yes you should. <laughs> I was always like so I work in apparel like I work in the apparel industry. Um, I, you know, develop textiles and stuff. And I used to sew. I'm not good at sewing. Like, I used to sew for my Barbies when I was a oh, child. Oh, hell yeah. And everyone, like, when I immediately say, like, yeah, like, I work in fashion, everybody assumes, like, it's design. I'm like, I cannot do that. Like, that's a whole skill set. That is a real... <laughs> and everyone, like, thinks it's very frivolous because we made a... What was it? Uh, Tim Gunn. Oh, I love... Hey, Tim Gunn's... Where was that show? Well, that, was on, that wasn't on TLC. Where was that? Uh, it was on Bravo. Bravo. Yeah. Now it's on Netflix. America. What was it? No. What, what, what do we call it? Design something. It was. Um, 
it was Project Runway. Project Runway. I was yeah. I was raised off Project Runway. Yeah. Which explains why I can't remember the name of it. Who's my mom? Who's my dad? I don't know. <laughs> um, but everyone assumed that's what like fashion was. So I always call it the apparel industry now because it just at least gives people a pause for me to explain like what I do. Because as soon as I say fashion, like everyone assumes it's like sketching. It's couture. Designing couture. And it's uh, not. It's literally just like, hey, like the jeans you put on every day, like somebody has to make those. Guess what? Hi, I'm involved. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, well, usually they're Bangladeshi people that we never meet. But <laughs> exactly. that's cool. I mean, you know, uh, hopefully we're going to start paying them a living wage. That's my favorite, like, fun fact to throw at people. Like, when people are like, oh, I love the feeling, like, because I shop thrift all the time. Like, oh, it's yeah. my favorite thing. And uh, the, honestly, the fabric quality is usually a lot better than what you can get now. And I tell friends, I'm just like, yeah, like, I shop thrift. And they're like, oh, but don't you like the feeling of new jeans that no one's been in or no one's touched? I'm like, 30 people have touched the jeans that you pull out of the poly bag yeah. when it arrives at your house. Sure. Like, jeans in the store. Like, do you know how many people overseas have touched those pants? Like, nothing is, like, new in that sense. Like, it's... Right. I hate that. Ah, oh, man. That's just a rent. That's just a vent. But no, it's... that's fine. You know. Because <laughs> she's venting about fabrics. It's I'm venting about fabrics. No, it's... Uh, I used to. I used to work in interior design so Ooh. I've done a lot of I've worked with a lot of fabrics in the ways of like sofas accent pillows draperies that's that fun. kind of stuff that's fun yeah. that's like yeah. I would love to do that like I have a friend of mine who her mom does that and it's just like I want to do it with my career too it's like just interior textiles how fun like people can have so much fun there's no you like it's just like it just has to hang there you don't have to wear it it doesn't have to go through abrasion testing Ooh. like it's just you just get something that looks really nice yeah and then you gotta back it so that the sun doesn't fuck with it <laughs> you just have to get a nice exactly. muslin backing you know you gotta back your you gotta back your drapes friends uh, <laughs> otherwise they just get faded that pink and chocolate toile it's beautiful but it's gonna <laughs> That was the room. That was the room I always wanted to create. Was like brown and fuchsia, like a pink and chocolate toile with like certain like like iridescence, the wrong word, but like like satiny brown accent pillows, and then and then the toile fabric. Toile. For those of you who don't know what toile is, it's it's a white background with a singular color. Usually, it used to be in blue, and it's like a French people like f frolicking in a fucking meadow somewhere because it's I don't know they're fucking French but so it's it's called toile and, it, and I really I really like it I have some of it in my bedroom design yay girls love fabric so jo uh, Joanna I see I jo Joanna and Shelby look like twins but um, Shelby was saying that she used to sew clothes for her Barbies that's impressive I used to make them out of tape and toilet paper and my mother would get so angry she'd be like you're wasting all my tape I'm like, I'm being creative and quiet. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, let me sit in a room with my Barbies and a couple feet of tape. Come on. <laughs> You're wasting all the toilet paper and the tape. We're not poor. We live in Danville. <laughs> you could also buy me construction paper, and I could build them out of that, but you didn't buy me any of that, did you? Um, so I used, I, I was making a lot of, like, wedding dresses for my Barbies, but, you know, taping it and then, like, fluffy f things and... So I was, you know, designing as a child, but then getting in trouble for it. And I'm like, <sighs> anyways, every time I got grounded, I was like, yeah, ground me. I love to read. Put me in my room for hours and hours with books. Thank you. Thank you for ruining my life. It, no, it's fine. I love reading. Give me a, give me another life. I just, Sweet Valley High. Anybody remember Sweet Valley High? 
Nope, just me. Cool. <laughs> serialized books in the oh. 80s that were about two twin blonde girls that were perfect. And one of them was super smart, and the other one was a cheerleader, and they always had trouble dating, you know? Ah. So, anyway, thanks, Sweet Valley High, for giving me the wrong ideas about how men actually want to treat you. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> cool. I know, the whole world does that. Every Coca-Cola, every, every, every commercial you see gives people the wrong impression of how people interact in real life. All right. Uh, I don't know what happened to Sarah or Sierra, if that was who was coming over. They might be on their way. They might not. Uh, I'm going to put some Johnny Cash back up because I need to smoke a bowl. And that's just the way it is. And their land grew crops of weeds. When war came, Ira volunteered and forgot the white man's greed. Call him drunken Ira, he's evil answer anymore. Not the whiskey drinking Indian or the Marine that went to war. There they battled up Iwo Jima Hill, 250 men. But only 27 lived to walk back down again. And when the fight was over and old glory raised, among the men who held it high was the Indian Ira Hayes. Call him drunken Ira Hayes, he won't answer anymore. Not the whiskey drinking Indian nor the Marine that went to war. Ira Hayes returned the hero, celebrated through the land. He was wine and speech to honor. Everybody shook his hand. But he was just a Pima Indian. No water, no home, no chance. At home, nobody cared what Ira had done. And when did the Indians dance? Call him drunken Ira Hayes, he won't answer anymore. Not the whiskey drinking Indian or the Marine that went to war. Then Ira started drinking hard. Jail was off in his home. They let him raise the flag and lower it like you'd throw a dog a bone. He died drunk early one morning. Alone in the land he fought to save. Two inches of water in a lonely ditch was a grave for Ira Hayes. Call him drunken Ira Hayes, he won't answer anymore. Not the whiskey drinking Indian or the Marine that went to war. Yeah, call him drunken Ira Hayes. But his land is just as dry, and his ghost is lying thirsty in the ditch where Ira died. Cash. <laughs> 
rolling around a bend And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison And time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling On down to San Antonio When I was just a baby My mama told me, son Always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns But I shot a man in Reno Just to watch him die When I hear that whistle blowing I hang my head and cry There's rich folks eating from a fancy dining car They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars Well, I know I had it coming I know I can't be free But those people keep a-moving And that's what tortures me Song. We'll be together again up yonder in a little while. 
you sing bass. Mama sang tenor. Me and little brother would join right in there. Cause singing seems to help the trouble so. One of these days, and it won't be long, I'll rejoin them in a song. I'm gonna join the family circle at the throne. Oh, no, the circle won't be My daddy left home when I was three and he didn't leave much to Ma and me. Just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Now I don't blame him cause he run and hid, but the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left, he went and named me Sue. Well, he must have thought that it was quite a joke and it got a lot of laughs from a lots of folks. Seems I had to fight my whole life through. Some gal would giggle and I'd get red And some guy'd laugh and I'd bust his head I'll tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named Sue <laughs> Well, I grew up quick and I grew up mean My fists got hard, my wits got keen Roamed from town to town to hide my shame But I made me a vow to the moon and stars I'd search the honky tonks and bars And kill that man that gave me that awful name well, it was Gatlinburg in mid-July, and I'd just hit town, and my throat was dry. I thought I'd stop and have myself a groove. At an old saloon on a street of mud, there at a table, dealing stud, sat the dirty mangy dog that named me Sue. Well, I knew that snake was my own sweet dad from a worn-out picture that my mother'd had, and I knew that scar on his cheek and his evil eyes. He was big and bent and gray and old And I looked at him and my blood ran cold And I said, my name is Sue How do you do? How you gonna die? Yeah, that's what I told him Well, I hit him hard right between the eyes And he went down, but to my surprise Come up with a knife and cut off a piece of my ear but I busted a chair right across his teeth And we crashed through the wall and into the street Kicking and a-gouging in the mud and the blood and the beard I tell you, I fought tougher men But I really can't remember when He kicked like a mule and he bit like a crocodile I heard him laugh and then I heard him cuss And he went for his gun and I pulled mine first He stood there looking at me and I saw him smile And he said, son this world is rough, and if a man's gonna make it, he's gotta be tough. And I know I wouldn't be there to help you along. So I give you that name, and I said goodbye. I knew you'd have to get tough or die. And it's that name that helped to make you strong. Yeah. He said, now you just fought one hell of a fight. And I know you hate me, and you got the right to kill me now. And I wouldn't blame you if you do. But you ought to thank me before I die For the gravel in your guts and the spit in the eye Cause I'm the that named you Sue. Yeah. Hey, on a 
raft without a patter. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buckskin Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. 
San Francisco, what are you doing this week? Come join Mutiny Radio Presents for four different comedy shows supporting local businesses in the Mission District and beyond. On Sunday, join us in the Tenderloin at Resolute Wine Bar, 678 Geary, for Barrel of Laughs at Resolute, an amazing comedy show with the best wines curated by Resolute. On Wednesdays, join us at Asiento at and 21st and Bryant for dinner and a show at Asiento. Delicious tapas, incredible drinks, hilarious comedy Wednesday nights at 7.30. On Fridays at 7 o'clock, join us outside mutinyradio.fm here at 21st and Florida, 7 o'clock for outdoor comedy, socially distanced in the street. And Saturdays, join us at Atlas Cafe SF at 20th and Alabama for Titans of Comedy every Saturday at 2 o'clock. Hey, keep supporting local businesses and comedy here in San Francisco with your friends at Mutiny Radio. St. Valentine's Day Mascara, streaming live on Facebook, Sunday, February 14th, 11 a.m., an international affair hosted by Ms. Noir. Do you crave a carnal comfort? Are you longing for some lecherous mind? Is it seduction from the sultry songs that you're seeking? Or would you rather be ravaged by a woman and drive? Care to venture a little voyeuristic versification with this lyrical libertine? Or could this haunting words with me be looking up tight for an allegorical adultery? Why not slake your literary lustings in a personal one-on-one? St. Valentine's Day Mascara. St. Valentine's Day Mascara. St. Valentine's Day Mascara. 14th of February 2021. 11am PST Facebook Live. A date for everyone. Hosted by Ms. Noir. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission leather working shop. All original 
pieces handcrafted for you jackets belts purses jewelry everything made out of leather you need your bicycle seat fixed you want it in cool leather under can do it you have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff talk to under go to skinonskins.com that's s-k-i-n O-N-S-K-I-N-S dot com. You just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather? Go see Under. Everything is handcrafted and understated quality. Fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs. He also does fixes. Maybe you love that jacket. He'll put the zipper back in. Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check him out at SkinOnSkins.com. LSD, fap, acid, fapping, fapping, and acid, acid, fapping, fapping, and acid, fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. What is flat black plastic what could it be it's exactly what you think it is flat black plastic vinyl records round played mixed all for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. This is Tuchel Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! My name is Breakfast. And I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, good on camera. End all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. exists but tonight it will uh one of our neighbors asked hey when are you gonna have comedy 
back. And I said, never, because COVID and distancing. And he said, well, why don't you just project it onto the street? So we're going to play some music for an hour and then up at 7 o'clock. Hopefully we're going to have these comedians <laughs> roll through and do some hilarious comedy for our buddies in the windows. They can hang out the windows. There's neighbors all over the corner of 21st in Florida. Do not gather. Do not leave your homes, but definitely open your windows and listen to some really funny comedy. It's going to be Rachel Pinson, Warhol Kaufman, Pam Benjamin. And then we'll see. Pancake's here. Sam Carroll's supposed to show up, but we don't know. We don't know who's coming and who's not. We think Nathan's supposed to come, but then maybe not. So well, we hope. We hope. Yeah, you know, I tried to book an. It's not a show. <laughs> it's a show. It's a show, not show. Don't worry. Everything's going to be fine. Uh, we're definitely keeping our social distancing in here. We've been six feet apart. Do that for yourselves everywhere else. Wear your mask. But you can listen live right here in your own home, which is exciting. But we do have our speakers pointed to the street for our fine and lovely neighbors here on 21st and Florida. Ooh. Gonna play a little music. This is a old band called America. <laughs> I don't know if you remember them, but uh, they did the soundtrack for an amazing movie called the Last Unicorn. This is not this is not that song, but this is uh, a song by America. It's Sister Golden Haze. So enjoy. Well, I tried to make it Sunday. But I got so damn depressed That I set my sights on Monday And I got myself undressed I ain't ready for the altar But I do agree there's times When a woman sure can be a friend of mine Well, I keep on thinking about you
Just a little girl, skinny legs and pressing curl. My mother always thought I'd be a star. Way before the record deal, streets that nurtured Lauren Hill. Made sure that I'd never go too far. Every ghetto, every city, and suburban place I've been. Make me recall my days in the New Jerusalem. Story starts in Hooterville. Grew up next to Ivy Hill. When kids were stealing quarter meals for fun. Killed a guy and caught a paw. Rode a mongoose till it's dark. Watching kids show off the stolen ones. Every ghetto, every city, and suburban place I've been. Made me recall my days. In the New Jerusalem You know it's hot Don't forget what you got Looking back Times 20 cents and a nickel. Springfield have had the best popsicles. Saturday morning cartoons and kung fu. Main Street roots tonic with the dress. A beef patty and some cocoa bread. Move the patch from my leaves to the tongue of my shoe. Remember, Freeland Heisen used to have the bomb leather. Back when Doug Fresh and Slick Rick was together. Looking at the crew, we thought we'd all live forever. Remember when Hawthorne and Chancellor had beef? Moving records was on Central Ave. I was there at dancing school. South Horn Jab at Ball and Pool. Unaware of what we did and had. Writing my friends' names on my jeans with a marker. July 4th races outside Parker. Fireworks at Martin Stadium. Untouchable PSP, all the crazy Nick does me. Coffee got a way through Irving Tun. Hillside brings beef with the cops. Self destruction record drops, and everybody's name was Muscle. Sensations in '88 attracted kids from Miles State, and everybody used to do the wop. Jack, 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 Jack your body. Jack, Jack. Loud of his mark used to amp up the party.
But you ought to thank me before I die for the gravel in your guts and the spit in your eye. Cause I'm the that named you Sue. I got all choked up and I threw down my gun Called him a pawn, he called me a son And I come away with a different point of view And I think about him now and then Every time I try and every time I win And if I ever have a son I think I'm gonna name him Bill or George, anything but Sue I still ain't that man. Man, Cleopatra Jones. And I'm chill like that. 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 I'm chill. Seven and a crescent. Us cause a bugs when a nickel bets a dope. Him, that's my man with the asteroid belt. They catch a fizz from the Mr. Doodle Big. He rocks a teeth from the Brooklyn Nine Pigs. The rebirth is slick like my gangster stroll. The lyrics just like me come in stacks and rolls. You used to find the bug in a box when fade. Knock me boogies up your stage, plats twist the braids. And I'm peace like that. 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 I'm peace 
peace like that. I'm peace like that. I'm peace like that. I'm peace. Check it out, man. I groove like that. I'm smooth like that. I jive like that. I roll like that. Yeah, I'm thick like that. I stack like that. I'm down like that. I'm black like that. Yo, I funk like that. I'm fat like that. I'm in like that, cause I swing like that. We jazz like that. We freak like that. 